G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, Paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Shack, 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 shack. Three. Hey, 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 Dazza. Yay, Stanley. Stanley oh. Nelson, good to, oh, good to speak to you again. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's been, it's been a long a time, but maybe it maybe it hasn't. Maybe uh maybe um it's Maybe COVID time is uh, <laughs> like dub- double real time. It's like tube time. Sort yeah. Of. yeah, it's like tube, tube time, not except good. just not, not fun. Simply crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, um, I know that I know that it COVID is affecting everyone, but um, uh, Europe's kind of f- uh, flaring in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks pretty pretty bad, hey. Um, yeah. You're you're okay in your corner of um, Europe. Yeah, we're fine, and the surf's pumping, um, and going to be pumping even more. There's some serious Atlantic juice coming uh, over the next week. I was, I think, we were just talking about it, but um, if if the predictions are right, next week it's six meters at 21 seconds, which is That's way out of crazy. way out of my league. But they'll probably, <laughs> they'll probably be out of comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about three times out of my comfort zone. Um, but the, the nutters will be probably uh, towing into some big wave spot that happens to have a little castle type thing looking over it. Mm. So um, might, might go up there and check it out because it's always a, a bit of a, it's like, going, it's like going to Niagara Falls or something, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. is it, can you, because I just saw a post of a, of a local guy who's, who happens to only have one leg and he charges. Um, is that uh, is it Ollie Ollie D- Dowsett? I can't remember his last name, but I okay. mean, he, from what I could gather, he's heading over there for the swell. Like he's a full charger. Right. Um, I'm not sure how you can travel at the moment, but um, but I imagine there will be people trying to get there from all corners of the world if they can. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems to me that traveling, uh, certainly traveling within Europe, is fine. Um, I mean, that not many people are doing it, but they're, you know, it, yeah. they can do it. Um, and I've even seen people who are going to the States. I, I don't think people from the States are allowed back in here at the moment, or at least, <laughs> right, not, right. At least not one way. serious quarantining. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, fuck. It's, mm. uh, it's a shit fight in a, in a big bowl of more shit, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it's, um, it's like one of those... Um, Donald Rumsfeld uh, um, uh, utterance. It's it's many known known unknowns or unknown knowns, and on top of a few more unknown unknowns. Yeah, like an enigma wrapped in a riddle in a puzzle, but yeah, and, a lot and, and, then, and then put down, flush down the toilet. <laughs> Hang on. And speaking of which, I have to let the cat out. Hang on. Out you go. Out of the bag. Yep, the cat. The cat is out. Cat, cat is, is out, out of the bag. Now, now uh, 
<laughs> so, so uh, our pleasantries have been um, <laughs> have been uh, exchanged. Exchanged. Um, I haven't been surfing today, but I'm hoping to do so maybe later. But uh, have you surfed? Oh yeah. Uh, so after the last potty, I, I came out of my uh, self-induced uh, silent retreat at home, and <laughs> and so I had a I had a celebratory surf with. Um, Couple of lads um, at uh, at the Baddock Hedge or middle middle hedge at least, oh, yeah. and it yep. was two foot onshore slop and uh, had a ball. It was great. Um, then what? What? Aids, I was riding the. I was actually riding the Andrew Kidman Longfish. That's the way. It was a bit probably not the best ball because it was pretty just shitty and sloppy. I needed. Well, I suppose it wouldn't have mattered what I was riding because it was kind of just shit. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. And uh, Hades paddled out, got a couple. The young bodger, the, the youngest of my bodger boys, actually came out for a rare surf. He's been oh, skating. And what, what, does, um, what, does, what does Bodger Jr. ride when he's riding? Oh, he's got the little uh, Channel Island uh, Grom style. Ooh. Proton, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was an old board of one of the young rippers, uh, little Van Whiteman, who's now, or he's now about to turn 18. But yeah, nice little board. But yeah, it's good to see Flynn out the water. But um, hey, hey, Lewis is out there, actually. It was pretty exciting because had a chat with him. He was ripping as usual. Hayden Lewis Designs, plug for our sponsor. Yep, uh, HaydenLewisDesigns.com. Be careful you don't go to Hayden Surf by accident. Oh, plah, 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 plah. Um, have, you seen, have you seen the video of that? Um, oh fuck, what's his name? There's a crazy uh, American shaper, uh, and he's he's very flamboyant, um, and he had he's kind of going on an all-out war on uh, surf craft that's made oh. overseas. But Peter, Peter, Peter Fresh, Peter Fresh, Peter Peter. Oh, God. It's Peter something. Yeah. Anyway, there's a video of him um, doing a performance art piece. We'll have to get it up on the social media. Um, and he is he takes to a Hayden shapes, not Hayden Lewis, but Hayden HS Hayden shapes. So <laughs> crypto with a chainsaw. That is so good. I Peter think Schlock. I have Peter seen Schlock. that. Uh, uh, oh, Shroff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't know, I actually posted a picture. I didn't realise that was the same guy. But I, 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 um, I posted a picture of this. It looked like a surfboard designed by Dr. Zeus. It was <laughs> like it had, it had like a, a lampshade on it. It had a guitar neck at the end of it. It was, it was nuts. Yeah, he's um, a. I mean, he's, he's, he's actually a long-time shaper, and he he's shaped for all sorts. I think he shaped for Rusty and maybe even CI. I'm not sure, but. Uh, ah. And now he lives in some wacky uh, kind of house that's uh, got theme bedrooms and stuff. And um, yeah, he does wow. performance art and sl slags off uh, um, people for making Hayden, outside Hayden outside America, which is which I, uh, there's something to be said for that. I reckon you'd probably take that as a compliment if if someone on the other side of the world is hacking your board apart um, with a chainsaw for a performance art, you'd be thinking, well, I've finally made it. Well, I did just read an article saying that uh, Hayden, for, of Hayden Shapes, not of Hayden Lewis Designs, 
has um, just added to his property portfolio on the northern beaches of Sydney. So he now owns two houses um, on the team. Uh, one, one of these houses being um, up near the Baron Joey region, which is probably um, quite an expensive uh, right. piece of... There you go. Uh, the hypto cryptos, are, the hypto cryptos aren't, aren't doing too badly to the bottom line. Yeah, well, what can we say? Have you ever, uh, have anyway, you ever, have you ever ridden one? I actually have. Of all places, I rode a 5.6 Hypto Crypto in Dubai. Um, <laughs> my uh, good mate, uh, Coco, who used to live there, he, uh, he took me out, showed me the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the local spot to go out in Dubai, right near the, uh, that big Burj, not the Burj Khalifa. Uh, the Burj, Burj Al Arab. Al Arab. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a, it was well as far as novelty surfs go. I mean, it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's that's that's. Um, water temperature is about. Water temperature is about thirty degrees. So I've never kind of, you know, you kind of dry as soon as you, you pop your head out of the water. Yeah. Um, but actually, some decent size winters basically wind slot. But anyway, I had to go with the uh, this five six hip crypto, and I'm going to say, it, it did go pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they, you know, it's one of those things where you, you kind of want, because things become popular, doesn't, it generally means that they're, and, you know, there are exceptions, but it does yeah. generally mean that they probably have some value to them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, when I think crypto crypto, I think Taylor Swift. And, you know, <laughs> I think I've said this before, I, I don't mind a couple of, couple of her songs so you know now, do you is that because she's is it has she been seen with the hypto crypto or <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that's some, that's some mad association that your uh, that your mind has come up with yeah she, she definitely is doesn't remind me physically of a hypto crypto um just just the popularity and the scorn that comes along with it right i see what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that yeah, as as grudgingly you kind of have to accept that. Oh, yeah, there's there's some form of talent uh, going on either. You know. Well, uh, um, that that's a that's a, a lovely segue into our um into our episode today. But just before a, a very quick aside before the before the segue, <laughs> is that yeah. the thing? Um, Coco, your mate who uh, lent you the hypto crypto in Dubai. Yeah. I I bought a board off him. Um, no way. Sam Egan Thruster, um, oh. and I think it's like a five four. Um, and it's, I've still got it actually under my parents' house. It's uh, <laughs> oh god, I'd like to it's see kind that. Of this, it's kind of this beautiful fifties lime, not lime green, but you know that kind of fifties green that you might find. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, wow. yeah, it's a funky little board. Still got it. Yeah. So and that, that was bought. Uh, I remember walking down, um, uh, to Coco's house on the corner there where he's, where he used to live with his oldies. I don't know if they still live there. Yeah. Yeah. And, they used uh, to do the milk run. Doing the deal. Um, probably paid whatever, 150 bucks or whatever it was. It's, I mean, wow. it's still in, it's still in pretty primo condition actually. Fun little board. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm so tempted to go up to your house uh, and just take all your good boards that are there's under actually, your, there's, your there's parents' about, uh, garage. There's about six or seven really decent boards there. So yeah, yeah, um, okay. feel free. Um, <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. And, I, and and just while we're still talking of past surfs, the last surf I actually had was on the um, was on my red 
Luke Short or LSD Twin Fin, um, which is a sick board. I mean, there's quite a few stories about that board. One thing, we got that board custom made off Luke in exchange for a Mercedes Benz that we gave it um, to him. Um, the family car. That, like, that sounds like a pretty good deal for him, but <laughs> it sounds like it. But no, this this Merc was an old old Merc, and it was puffing smoke like you wouldn't believe. So thirsty. Thirsty. It was a very thirsty Merc. It, uh, it it was yeah, like it was on its last legs, and and Luke said, oh, Oh, maybe I could buy that car off you. I mean, oh, I don't really want to take any money off you because it's it's probably going to die any second. And he goes, well, why don't I shape a few boards? He actually shaped us. He shaped me my 6.6 channel bottom, uh, a mal for Mrs. Bodger, and this this red, uh, it's about a 5, I don't know, maybe it's about 5, 10, 20. Like, it's quite big and, and voluminous, voluminous. But God, it goes good. Um, but uh, yeah, so three boards for a Merc. I'm not sure how long the Merc survived for. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but I think we got it. Maybe well, definitely the boards are still going, and the Merc is definitely not going. So I think we did. <laughs> well, so you got the you got the better deal. We did. And all, and, uh, all three boards. All three boards are still going. Still going. Yeah. Oh, um, and if oh, and actually, the channel bottom's pretty beaten up. That snapped, and yeah. it's yeah. But the twenty was funny because I I'd ride it as a twenty and it had a little center stabilizer fin uh, option, but yeah. it didn't feel like it needed. But for some reason it felt a bit sluggish. I'm not sure why. But anyway, I in a fit of um, insanity, I thought I'm just going to cut the fins down and make it into a thruster. So I actually just got a hacksaw out and cut the fins down to make it into a uh, a thruster rather than a twenty. Um, Wow, and it actually goes pretty good. I think Mate, that's nothing, nothing like a bit of uh, handiwork, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, that's that's morning that's of the earth style, kind of just standing <laughs> before you go out while, while it's pumping. Yeah. Mate, that's that's how some of the uh, the biggest innovations in in life happen. The the garage enthusiast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, oh, um, Back to Taylor. Swift, back to Taylor Swift. Um, she's, uh, you know, that's that's a kind of an indication of where this episode is going. So um, we've had a few iterations of the name. Um, I I was saying uh, chicks who rip and rock, and you you had uh, what was yours? Fear of a female planet. Oof, nice, nice. Um, and then I also yeah. thought. <clears throat> um, this is this could be a femage to the femme in surf and music. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now nice. I've got a little I've got a little audio clip for you to to listen to to, to usher in this. So let's um oh, let's do it. All right. You done much surfing? Uh no, not too much. <laughs> Yesterday was my first. Boy, was that ever exciting! It was like nothing I ever felt before. Whoop, we were on an elevator, headed for the sky, and then zoom, speeding across the ocean on top of the world. It was the ultimate. How about that? That's awesome. <laughs> that is so good. So um, that is probably, well, probably to this day, still the most famous uh, female surfer of all time. And do you know who that is? Mm. Uh, uh, is it Gidget? It is Gidget. It's one of one of the uh, one of the iterations of Gidget. I think that's the one from the original film. 
Yeah. Um, what was her name, the actress? Uh, ooh, yeah, that's a good question. I'll, uh, I'll look it up as we're talking, but um, I, I believe Sally Field was also a Gidget on the TV show for a while. Um, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, of course she became yeah. a Sally, Sally Sandra D. Oh, my God. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, yeah. Wow. So, Gidget. Um, so, yeah. So, so this is a, an all-female affair without the tokenism, without the... An, an all-female affair. Um, apart from the... <laughs> The two elephants in the room who are talking about it. The, the uh, what are we in, in the modern uh, the modern um, terminology? I think we are. I think this we are privileged gender. white. This not yeah. Well, this is gender white males. Definitely yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's see how it goes. Well, but you know the funny the funny thing is, as I was doing a little bit of research for this, and um, certainly on the the side of the surf, not so much the music side, but um, for my surf research, I just became more and more convinced of how misogynist and um, uh, the whole surf industry is. Well, certainly, right. has, certainly has been for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've only got to look at some of those, you know, videos we were talking about. Um, a few episodes back and you've, you've got the guys ripping and then you've got the obligatory girl on the beach with the bikini you know and that's pretty much it for the girls it's pretty it's pretty sad really um really? yeah um okay well on that note can i play a little bit this is very the opposite of the opposite of gidget um this is kathleen hannah talking about um, she's from one of the early kind of punk bands. Um, and this is her talking about the male scene in music. We'll see if this works out. Nice. I mean, it just felt like we were supposed to like eat up this music that was so mean towards women. I mean, everything was about being a damaged male and how bad women had injured these white men and blah, blah, blah. And we were just supposed to be like dancing and having so much fucking fun to it. And I was just like, realized that I'd been trained. I'd been trained since I was born to like, just lick that big fucking dick. And I wasn't gonna do it anymore. And I wanted to just start talking about what was really happening, which was that we were like starving ourselves. We were starving for art. We were starving for music. We were starving to expand punk to include us. I mean, I'm allowed to say stuff about dick and fuck because this is like a punk documentary, right? There you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, Great song. And uh, what uh, was she a, in a in a band? Did you say? Or? Yeah, she was in a band called Bikini Kill. And, oh yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't say know too much of the music, but um, certainly know about. And them. she was also in La Tigra, which was a great. Um, I don't know if you've heard them. They, they, they've got some great stuff. I'll put some stuff on the playlist. Um, right. But really, really good. Um, yeah, and I, I think. At least in yeah, I think you're right with with surfing. There's been a a, a period of just just kind of ignoring basically women in surfing. But at least in rock music, there's always been women making noise, but maybe not getting the recognition they deserve. But there's always been women there if you if you try hard enough. To yeah, find it's them. funny because I kind of I, I kind of um, went 
mentally through my uh, record collection um, and was thinking about the acts that, uh, you know, female acts particularly that um, I've always been into. And I mean, you know, obviously there's, there was quite a few, but, um, and lots of bands with um, a uh, mixed gender lineup. Uh, but uh yeah i mean maybe maybe that's i'd be interested to know whether uh you know whether if i asked the average uh woman uh about their record collection whether it would be what the what the kind of um the breakdown would be mm, i mean having grown up with two sisters i was obviously exposed to a whole load of um music some of it of uh my my sisters might mind but um some of it of dubious quality but uh <laughs> Uh, a la Kylie Minogue on on um, on repeat, uh, you know, twenty twenty thousand times a day. Um, That's funny. Having said that, um, my uh, one of my sisters was into Cindy Lauper in a big way, and uh, I've actually gone back and um, listened to True Colors, and actually the, the the song True Colors I think is probably the worst song on the, on the album, but that uh, that album is actually really really interesting varied and uh really cool right. and i've got a, a, a little link to a surf story i once we used to go camping down the south coast of new south wales and um every christmas and we would uh it's actually we would camp very near where that ridiculous bommy is that they um surf those Ooh, okay. big big na- nasty gnarly waves <laughs> Yeah, so I um uh, I remember going down one one year, and as you as anyone who's spent time down the south coast knows, it it can be glorious or it can be pissing with rain. And uh, <laughs> we basically spent the whole Christmas um, uh, either sitting in the tent or sitting. We, it got so bad that me and my mate who was down there, uh, Bart, uh, rest his soul, um, we we ended up sleeping in the car and. For some reason, I had on my Walkman, um, I had Cindy Lauper's True Colours on on repeat. The the the, the tape, of course, the tape. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we got and actually, I I, I really remember this because I got one of my first uh, legit barrels out out front out front of the camp campground, um, right in front of right in front of Bart's as well, which was uh, which was always good. It's always good to get barreled in front of your mate. Yeah, oh, it definitely helps someone sees it. And uh, was was uh, some of Cindy going through your head when you were pulling in? <laughs> I, I think we've talked about this before. Um, I think when I pull in, it, the, the main thing going through my head is make sure you open your eyes. <laughs> because I quite often come out of barrels. I mean, I, I quite often don't come out of barrels, but I, I have, I, I do have the uh, annoying habit of coming out of barrels um, and realizing that most of the barrel you was eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well that's great well um yeah well Cindy Lauper is someone I really um I did um just listen to a podcast where they talked about the making of True Colours and it was quite interesting I, I realized, realized that I didn't realize she didn't write the song it was written by um, some of these professional kind of old school almost songwriters um, right. who just happened to yeah. come across a, a great kind of song which and, and found you know, uh, someone like Cindy Lauper to sing it. I think it, it, they planned it to be quite a different song um, and, until she got her hands on it. So yeah, was well, she, she was certainly, I mean, if you think about, it, it's funny because the 80s is, is kind of much maligned for being, and we've even maligned it on this show for being um, 
fairly bland and uh, pop out and whatever else. Um, but there were some people like, if you think about Cindy Lauper or uh, Madonna or um, Boy George, I guess, um, you know, there were some pretty uh, out there characters in the music scene for sure. Yeah, maybe more so than, than now. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, no, yeah, completely. I mean, or, or now, I guess people, there's, there's, you know, there are people that are just that outrageous that it's almost kind of, I don't know, it's, it seems almost You boring. almost don't notice them. Yeah, yeah. they're, 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 they're have you seen the, for have attention. You, have you seen the video of um, th that huge hit this year of uh, Cardi B and <laughs> whatever her name is, <laughs> the, the Stallion, Wap, 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 have you seen that? Oh no, I'm 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 I don't try and ignore what's going on, you know, <laughs> contemporary kind of, you know, wise. But uh, I, I Cardi B has gone under my radar. Yeah, I think um, I slagged yeah. her off last episode actually, but um, that that video yeah, is, could, that yeah. video is pretty. Uh, yeah, um, um, actually, it might lead into um, a, a, a bit of a conversation that we might have about. Uh, surfer chicks and g-strings and um what Ooh, they're doing okay. what they're yeah, doing for uh what they're doing for furthering um women's um mm, women's yeah. rights yeah it's it's a it's a interesting one um well, we can i just quickly can i sorry uh, no, no. well do you think we could just quick because i when when we talked about doing this episode i i um for some reason i just had female bass players in mind i think that for some really? reason um they just i don't know float my boat uh big time, big time. well yeah but the, so there's five female bass players and then five female surfers i wanted to um sort of just have or at least a tribute to or talk about so um i'll just quickly go through them quickly if you're happy with that. um so with the surfers um I couldn't go past Steph Gilmore. I know she's, you know, world champ um, multiple times, and uh, but I think there's someone that I mean, even just recently there was a clip of her surfing with someone, sort of surfing behind her. I don't know if you saw that. Um, okay. And it was just at, at um, Superbank or something, and it's just fantastic. She's just got that, um, and she always looks like she's enjoying herself. She's just ripping and super stylish. And, and, super, and, and also, wear, she doesn't always wear a G string either. No, well, that's right. It's, she's, she definitely lets her surfing do the talking. Um, you know, and she's also appeared in Spirit of Akasha writing that, um, I believe, um, as a uh, armature shaped um, single fin sort of replica era, sort of, or, you know, Morning of the Earth era style single fin, which she ripped on um, that's not his widow maker though is it that's something different i don't well i think this was a single fin oh, sort of single fin yeah. slash channel bottom i've got right. the book on that it's andrew kidman's book uh called single so it talks all about it right. it's been a while since i've read it but um that's just i mean yeah just style to burn uh and, and i suppose similar to parko that effortless style where oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the dog. He's just run out the door. Loves loves Steph Gilmore. Um, <laughs> he absolutely loves Steph Gilmore. He really does. Yeah, and that effortless style where it almost looks too easy. Um, but she, I don't know if you remember that ten point ride she got at uh, Karamas. Um, Mate, I've watched that so many times. It's it's the is it? It's like 
Bottom turn How good is it? hits. I think she does. She do it. She just does does a top turn and then literally drops down into the pit and just stalls it. Gets absolutely kegged, and then does this yeah. ridiculous end section float hack thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an instant ten point ride. It's yeah. um, twenty. Yeah, it's a fucking twenty point ride, isn't it? Really. <laughs> I think I've got the. Um, here we go. I've got the commentary. Rondo Blakey. Before that big result. Wants that world title so badly as we see Gilmore up again. So using priority for this one. Setting up on the inside. An amazing read. She comes through. What an effort. And a huge end section turn. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Dog Blakey just losing his uh losing his shit. But that was that was awesome. I remember watching that just uh um freaking out. That was so good. Yeah, so she's amazing. Um Next, can I, can I a little, a little yeah. aside to yeah. uh, th- things are things are funny, aren't they? Um, I was doing a bit of investigation into Emmy Lou Harris, right? Because I, I like a bit of Emmy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Emmy Lou yeah. Harris um, does a lot of or did a lot of uh, I, I don't know if it's backing vocals or co-vocals with Bob Dylan, particularly on his um, Desire album. Um, oh, wow. And. As I was, I was reading through uh, Wikipedia about the Desire album, and uh, one of the guys who either plays on it or produces it is called Ronnie Blakey. <laughs> That's so good. He can do anything. That guy. He's so talented. Even in 1971, he was he was uh, you know, at the at the age of minus minus four, he was fucking um, producing the talent talented stuff. That's so good. Yeah. He was the judge in the Battle of the Bands competition in uh, Dope to Youth as well, which is pretty cool. Ah, yes, right, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, sorry, so Steph is number is first on your list. First on list, yeah. Um, have you got a Have you got a list? Have you got a list? Well, Do you want a, a tag team list? Okay, or? yeah. Um, well, I'm, I mean. I'm going to say on my list, if I was going to, if I was going to pull out of the air um, one uh, female surfer that just probably because of my age and um, I guess my uh, location of, of surf youth, it would be this one. And I've got a little, um, a little vignette. So listen to this and tell me who it is. Started in 75, women's pro surfing kind of started in 77. Here on the northern beaches, I think we had about six women that surfed the whole way up, up the coast. There might have been more that was sort of laying a bit low, but um, that's that's about as many as I knew. And my first comp was Mallee Pacific Board Riders, and I think there's five girls in that, and that was probably everyone. So there wasn't many girls surfing because we'd come through the, uh, the time where it was the 60s, where there was heaps of girls surfing. And then the board sort of got shorter, the attitude in the water got a lot harsher and then more drugs and just localism and stuff. Yeah, real, pretty tribal and pretty tough, but uh, I survived just because I loved it. Okay, who's that? Is that Pam? Pam yeah, Roach. Pam, of course it's Pam. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Pam. So, I'll tell you, wow. Oh, that's great. And yeah. Well, it also, so, it, 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 a, I mean, Pam just kind of, I think when you, when I was growing up, it was, you know, Oki was number one for me just through, uh, from this first surf mag I bought onwards. And I guess Pam was 
was kind of the only female surfer that you really as, as she said about. yeah and, um, and 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 she was also as she says in this interview that i was watching um she was the face of crystal cylinders oh my god how good is that i was, I was thinking about i had a, I had a mate uh, was it or jb i've talked about before best yeah. surfer uh bog has ever seen and um he he was cool because he we used to all want to wear billabong and quicksilver and whatever but he always wore crystal cylinders and golden breed well golden breed how good a golden breed i mean yeah. and this i think those brands are still around well and i mean um, and it, i never realized that it was from uh, brazil but hang tan as well ah, uh, hang tan. yeah and they all of those all of those companies the crystal cylinders particularly that um and golden breed they they had those classic um, I guess Stubbies did as well. Those classic scoop tight shorts, mm. you know, um, yeah. but you could buy them, you know, they sold them even at, in those days, they sold them at Kmart or, um, or wherever you didn't have to, and you didn't have to go through the, uh, the shame of, uh, going to a surf shop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Being humiliated, um, by your poor choices as I've I talked about before. Yeah, um, exactly. and, and have you seen Pam surf in the flesh? Have you got any kind of stories? Um, uh, well, I mean, actually, yeah, a lot because um, we, uh, my family, as I just mentioned, we used, we used to go south coast every Christmas for years and years. And then, so we started off camping. Then once I had left home and kind of started traveling around the world, um, uh, they moved, they they started to get a bit more uh, upwardly mobile. So my parents yeah. and my two sisters, um, they had a cabin um, a bit further up, a bit, bit, bit further closer to the mm -hmm. Dulla. And then a few years later, my aunt and uncle, well, parents' best friend bought a place, um, which they still have, which is just around the corner from where Pam lives now. So, um, wow. yeah, so I've seen Pam loads of times out uh, at the island um, mm -hmm. and out around uh, around those spots, um, you know where, where I'm talking about. Is she um, still still ripping? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, she must be pushing sixty, I guess, would she now? Um, so yeah, but and her her bloke, um, what is it, Ravage? Uh, Ravage, yeah, yeah, good shaper and well, absolutely. Uh, he shaper. well, apparently, I, I I only learnt this the other day. He shaped the board that Curran rode that first wave at J Bay. What? Yeah, apparently. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so she's got a surf school and stuff down down there, and uh, yeah, but right. for me, and we talked about this. There's obviously the the musical uh, crossover because Pam and the Passions. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, she's just a stalwart of Oz surfing. So yeah, yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if she had she was romantically linked with. Damien Lovelock from the Celtic Rifles, but I know they were kind of um, sort of hung out together at least. And I think he helped produce that single. I think she put out. Right. Um, but he tells a fun, or he told a funny story. It was on that uh, Conversations podcast from ABC, and yeah. he Damien Lovelock from Celtic Rifles actually went to Hawaii with Pam Burridge when she went for the comps. He decided to come over, and he told this story where he decided to go out some heavy localised spot in Hawaii in his pink budgie smugglers on a boogie board. And then he started, he got in trouble and he, he needed help from these local Hawaiians. And uh, yeah, fuck, I mean, he's, he's such a storyteller and um, 
Well, I don't know if you, I mean, you obviously do know this, but um, he lived just around the corner from my, well, where I grew up. And we would often see him driving his um, convertible, I think it was a Mustang with his two um, pugs in the back. (laughs) And and Um, he'd literally walk around the, um, you'd see him going to the bottle shop in his fucking budgie smugglers. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. He, li- he lived um, it. He lived it. Um, he lived it real. Lived a real life. Yeah, but um, but back to back to um, Pam. The, yeah, I actually I've got a really good memory of seeing her. I don't know if you remember this day at school. It was it was one of those epic um, days at the local. The North End was just pumping, and we were yeah. all at school. You know, going, oh my god, it's huge. Um, and I would have been in. Yes, oh, I might have even been year seven. I, I don't know, but it was it was for me massive. And I remember the whole school, like the the whole school was basically allowed to to kind of take a break, walk up with the teachers, and watch the surf for a while. I think it was big, and, big Monday. I think it was. Yeah, well, Derek yeah, Hind actually wrote Derek Hind wrote an article about it in Tracks. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. was hilarious. It was this. He, he said he uh, he woke up and knew the swell was going to be big. He he said he. He hid under his bed for a couple of hours, but he realised that he couldn't couldn't um, put it off any longer, and he went out. But the best barrel I remember seeing that day because it was pumping like proper offshore, proper barreling. The best barrel I saw was Pam Barrage. No, um, well, just yeah, just get this smoking, um, really long barrel. And yeah, there, there were like Tom Carroll was out there. And, and well, I, Tommy was. I remember vividly remember Tommy ripping it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I remember we were all, as you said, the whole school was allowed to go up and sit and uh, we had like an extended uh, lunch break and uh, must have been morning tea break um, or whatever you call it, recess. Yeah. Um, because it was, I mean, these days they call it East Coast lows, don't they? But we always used to call it cyclone swells when we were a kid, even though mm, maybe, yeah, it, maybe, yeah. maybe it wasn't a cyclone swell, but... Um, but anyway, but the, 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 the only thing I remember about that personally is well apart from seeing Pam Burrows get get an amazing barrel is the next day I was too scared to go out that day but I went out the next day and it dropped substantially and um I got the wave or what I thought was going to be my wave of the session and I was dropped in by (laughs) the better work teacher's son and it was like I still haven't forgiven him for that I wonder if uh, does does, does still surf? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him out the reef just recently. Ah, he's out the Um, reef. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know he's a chippy, right? So, um, Uh, he's he's got time. He's got time to to, um, uh, engineer his life around a bit of surfing if he needs to. Well, you know, the the track down to the reef can get a bit slippery in the rain, and he uh, he paddled out and he had a bit of blood on his. On his face, I think. I said, "What happened?" He goes, "Oh, I slipped down the track." And I was like, "Well, yes. there you go. That's karma for you." I've actually got. That, I've actually got a funny story because uh, this is kind of digressing from our <laughs> female. But uh, this wasn't because we were good mates when we were kids, and then um, maybe within the last five years, you know, I've been living overseas for quite a while, and I I met him at the top of that exact break that you're talking about in the car park. And he goes, hey, how's it going? And we hadn't seen each other for ages. And he goes, you want a bong? <laughs> this is like a nap. This is, yeah, this is about nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Had a bong in his car. Wow, there you go. 
Uh, the, the, the joys of the joys of the uh, the beaches of Sydney. Um, uh, <laughs> so, all right, who's number who's number two on your list? Uh, two on my list is um, well, let's go. Yeah, well, the, a local ripper. Speaking of just keeping it local, is uh, a young girl, Holly Warren. And to be honest, I don't know what she's doing like professionally. If she's going in, in because obviously there's not much competition going on at the moment but she's she's just one of these young surfers who um absolutely i don't know if this, i suppose if it's a new generation but just the power surfing that that seeing from the younger um, girls coming through is just um phenomenal um and i saw her once we, i was actually uh, having a having a latte, sipping a latte, basically, yeah, um, as you do. at the surf club at the local and um, with, uh, I think it was with Bogman and a couple other guys. And <laughs> so it was quite fitting that, that a bunch of uh, middle-aged blokes were sitting, sipping lattes while, while Holly Warren just pulled off this incredible forehand hack right in front of us, almost almost spraying us up, up in the clubhouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so just really impressive to see um, you know, there's a picture of her at the at the Batic uh, Hedge or the South Batic Hedge, oh, getting South a barrel Wall. on a day. South Wall, sorry, uh, getting a barrel, an amazing barrel on a day where I put it on Instagram, I think, on a day where it is even the best surfer finds it hard to get a wave when it's good there, and um, so you obviously it looks like she got one of the waves of the day. Um, so yeah, just just go. To, I just love you know, the local rippers and um, she's definitely one of those. Yeah, well, it's funny because writing... uh, it's funny because uh, in this part of the world, there are, I think the European champion is, is Portuguese. Um, okay. But one thing uh, around here, there's a shed load of surf schools and uh, uh, of course. It's, yeah. it's become, it's become so, sort of like a Northern European uh Adolescent or post-adolescent ritual, ritual to come down to uh, yeah. to this part of the world, and and the, the the great thing about it is that I'd say, yeah, I mean at least fifty percent of the people you see out surfing when you surf the spots where the vowels go, um, yeah, they're 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 girls slash women, um, and you know northern, I guess. It's a stereotype, but Northern European women have kind of got that uh, um, reputation for getting out there and getting get, getting athletic and getting getting and going. So um, you certainly see a lot of a lot of girls um, floating around a bit, and they tend to they actually tend to be a bit more switched on than some of the fucking blokes that are just <laughs> bobbing around like flotsam. Uh, yeah, getting That's in your way. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I was going to yeah. ask you about the, the, the European scene. Like, is it, uh, when it's heavy, is, is it, um, are there any sort of females? Obviously, there's uh, um, some of the females taking on Nazare. Well, that's what I was going to mention that, um, you know, two, two people that I, um, you know, <clears throat> have followed just because, it's it's close. There's that uh, Brazilian woman uh, Maya Gabreira, and then right. there's the French girl Justine Dupont, and I, th I think they're in a bit of a having a bit of a tiff at the moment, aren't they? Um, oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah what, just the, like well, because they both they both charge Nazaré, obviously, 
And it's um, like an MR, MR kind of Sean Thompson style. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, what happened was that, um, <clears throat> I mean, this is funny because, you know, they had that comp at Nazare whenever it was at the beginning of the year or late last year. Oh yeah, um, and the the winner of the fee of the women's section got the biggest wave of the day, bigger than oh, you know, wow. bigger, bigger than any of the blokes. Wow! Um, so both of these both of these women, Maya and Justine, got huge waves on that day, and they were bigger than all the all of the waves that the blokes got. Um, but the and Maya got hers and got smoked. She, I mean, she, you know, she rode it to the bottom um, and then got absolutely engulfed. And Justine got hers, which, and it was hers was much bowlier and looked, looked a lot sicker. Um, and she made it, she made it. And then uh, apparently Maya, well, no, not apparently, Maya then was awarded the biggest wave of the year and also the Guinness, Book, Guinness World Record for biggest wave ever surfed by a female. And then there was a big uh, flare up on Instagram because uh, Justine said that's bullshit, and my wave was oh, my wave was big, <clears throat> my wave was heavier, which it was, and um, uh, you shouldn't fucking be counting waves if people don't make them, which I totally agree with. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, wow. but they 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 definitely charge. Um, but I, th I think that kind of surfing is just it's a different realm. It's I don't know if it. It is, of course, it's surfing, but I just don't know if it's surfing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely something, but yeah, it's hard. I suppose it's almost hard to relate to being a, um, it, it's just that next level where, it, like you said, it just doesn't almost seem real. Uh, well, and it seems I just to even so, start to talk about it. It's so death defying when you watch it in person. It just it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't look real, and the the you know the the risks are so astronomical that I, mm. I I don't know why. I guess it's the same reason why people. It's the old Edmund Hillary because it's their kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they do it, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about a what about a base what about a base playing rock goddess? Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think you would probably agree um, with. Um, well, she she plays the bass on our on our theme tune. Um, Aha! Uh, I don't know if I've got any. This is um. So, oh, this is she does the intro bass to the song as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you I can't go, know. you can't go past uh, <coughs> Kim for rock chick goddessness. Yeah, and <coughs> twin sisters equally is kind of talented and cool. Um, no, did the yeah. twin, did the twin sister not die? No, maybe I'm Ooh. wrong. I know that she was a she was a big time smackhead, right? I think there was some issues with drugs. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. with whom or, or what, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think 
yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it is it is it that period when you've just left school? Um, this I was just thinking about, like, say you're say you're nine, eighteen, nineteen. Do you reckon the music then is what sticks with you for the rest of your life, or do you think, like a good nostalgic old bastard, it was just better back then? Because I just think. That, the music of the Pixies and the Breeders and I suppose Sonic Youth as well. That oh, I find it hard to find something as as exciting as that was back then. But then, how do you how do you compare? Yeah, look, I I think it's a good it's a very good um, point. My personal view would be uh, that the 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 mystery and the the enchantment should always be kept um and if you can if you can uh if you can go back and kind of draw upon that i think it's brilliant but i, I think that it's we owe ourselves as music lovers just like we owe ourselves as surf aficionados to keep progressing and to keep being inspired by new stuff um but i do agree that there is there's obviously an element of uh of beautiful nostalgia that will always hold it in some sort of different regard, definitely. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I think that's good. I, I, there's nothing wrong with with looking back and um, yeah, with with nostalgia as long as it's not tinted with um, a this is better than your stuff. <laughs> yeah, or, or nothing, nothing will ever be as good as this. That's right. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. otherwise we'd all be riding um, seventeen-inch wide, um, uh, you know, Banana whatever they're called, slippers. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, whatever they are. Hey, I've got another. I've got another little uh, little sound clip, um, which is it, it links with your your Kim deal. Um. Awesome. Fuck them at school. All I know is that there was. <laughs> There were rumors he was into field hockey players. There were rumors. So I applied, basically. He was gone the next day. I went day. off of the team. It's like, <laughs> he was gone. They just, like, it was like so hush-hush. They were so quiet about it. And then the next thing you know... Ah, uh, I love that. <clears throat> um, that is so good. Uh, and, I mean, I'm sure that it's probably taken... I don't know, I... I, I I always like to think that that is Kim Deal speaking. So, is it? <laughs> Do you know? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh. Um, I just, I just got such good memories of, of that little clip you played, and then the song it goes into. Uh, I used to play that like full blast at my at my parents' house when I was still living there, when I thought no one was home, and I so I blasted out, and I just remember dancing like a a nutcase to that song, and then turning around and seeing my dad just kind of staring at me kind of like he just walked <laughs> in the door just going what the, what are you doing <laughs> uh, uh, being totally embarrassed um the, yeah. the, funny, the funny thing about the pixies is though that um because frank black ha also has the habit of screaming or squealing like a pig sometimes you don't mm. know whether it's kim or frank singing you know <laughs> Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, she, I think what happened with Kim Deal, she got a bit sidelined sidelined by Frank um, or, or Black. Um, and I think that's kind of what pushed her out in the end and, and uh, ended up, she ended up going, you know, doing her own stuff with the breeders, which was equally 
good. Uh, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Of course, it's, it's Frank. Is it Frank Black or is it Black Francis? It's, is it both? He calls himself Black Francis for the Pixies, but I, I, I don't even know what his real name is. He's right. got a, it's definitely an interesting cat. Um, oh, and, but you know, and in that band as well, you've got fucking Joey Santiago. I always thought, wow, that's a that's a cool name. <laughs> it just seems so exotic, didn't they? Yeah, like Joey Santiago, so, and they, and singing in Spanish for a lot of the songs. It was like, yeah. wow, like they just seemed like they were badass cowboy outlaws or something singing punk. Well, yeah. I don't know what it was. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sure definitely cool. Yeah, super, um, super cool. <laughs> um, um, what uh, I've, I've got, I've got a uh, a person that I want to talk about, and I'll uh, hang on. Here we go. And this is a quote from uh, from this um, rock chick. Whatever I'm already doing becomes enhanced when I smoke pot. It can also be demotivating because if I'm not doing anything and I smoke a joint, it enhances just sitting in a chair. <laughs> then I don't even want to get up to change a record. That might not be a bad thing, but you have to get things done once in a while. <laughs> uh. So good. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's a female. Well, it's, it's like ultimate seventies, eighties rock chick. Who would you, who would you, uh, who would you think? I'm going to go Stevie Nicks. Yeah, it's not actually Stevie Nicks. Think more. Um, think more. Uh, she looks like an extra of, of from the Ramones. Oh my god! I'm not an extra. extra she, could, she could be one of the Ramones. The the. Uh, uh, the I was going to say Susie Quattro. Susie um, Susie Quattro wears more like shiny leather though, doesn't she? Leather Tuscadero. <laughs> exactly. No, this is this. Oh, this, oh, I know, Chrissy Hines. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. Yeah. I mean, if you were gonna, if you were going to send to the Martians the uh, archetypal rock chick, you'd have to think it's Chrissy Hines, circa nineteen fucking seventy nine or something, wouldn't you? <laughs> this, this, this is like it in great. They send out that golden record with everything. exactly. They should have just sent like Chrissy Hind. This is what Earth is all about. This is cool. This is this is this is rock chick chic. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, yeah. Do you are you a Pretenders fan? Like I I, I like I actually. No, I mean, I like I like certain songs, but it's more the I, I think for me, it's more right. the kind of the ethos and the the, the look, mm. you know, <clears throat> and maybe, um, you know, it's like what would be in it? Would there be an equivalent in surfing? Is there some surfers that the the I look of them cool. is the look, the, the, the cool. They're like, I, I mean, Bunker like Spreckles. Bunkers. Yeah, Bunker Spreckles. Yeah. Yeah. He, look, he looked the part. I mean, apparently he surfed pretty good, but um, <clears throat> he looked the part. So, you know, with those kind of, uh, uh, there's a photo of him in like these tight pants and a and a, like a fur waistcoat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very rock and roll. Um, or, or, yeah, like sort of pimpish. He, he actually read this. You've got to re watch the documentary. It's nuts. But it's called Bunker 77. Um, if you can track it down, but he, you, um, right, I'll, I will. I've, I've always wanted to he, say it actually. He read this book, I think, it, like it's not the correct title, but it was something like The Pimp Life, and it was written by an actual pimp, you know, on how to be a pimp and 
and what to wear and and how to act and it, yeah he did try to live that kind of lifestyle as a surfer uh is pretty nuts yeah so well and to be amazing. able to to be able to say i'm going to travel around the world for x amount of years and i'm going to take art brewer as my personal photographer <laughs> and i think he, he, he actually shot it or you know pulled out a gun in, in j bay i think it was in a party and and uh, fired the gun off and almost uh, almost took up Brewer's uh, head off. So um, pretty, crazy. pretty crazy. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you in inherit a uh, what was it a sugar um, fortune. That's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah, um, Chrissy Hunt is definitely cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, sure, I, I, I can't say I've been a huge Pretenders fan, but um, yeah, I, I just I do like the the idea of. Of uh, of Chrissy Hine, yeah, and she well, actually. If you have a look at her, that... she's got some. She's got some amazing quotes that um, that are all really mm -hmm. quite quite cool. Well, that was good that, that one we gave. Um, but I do remember the film clip for for Brass in Pocket when I was a kid. It got me uh, a little bit hot under cover. <laughs> was, um, I haven't seen it for a long time, but um yeah so for me and that I, I think vying for the coolest person ever i think kim gordon would have to be yeah. up there <laughs> like totally agree. still cool in her yeah. you know what must be late 60s i'm guessing um yeah i'm actually we're, i've got this theory i've got this sonic youth t-shirt on the moment in honor um the yeah, album cover um if you if you're familiar with it, it's got that. I, I am. It's it's like Brad told me that da 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 da. Right? Yeah, we killed my parents and hit the road, something like that. And yeah. um, I, I actually think, and I, I I can say this as an uncool person, you actually become cool just wearing the t-shirt. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So there's something even just saying, I don't know, Sonic Youth. It's kind of like a magic magic word, word word into the world of, of coolness um but she's yeah i mean kim gordon obviously just very individual very um uncompromising with her lyrics with her um music you know she's still playing in a kind of art noisy kind of band at the moment she's never even slightly kind of veered from her path i don't think <coughs> no um, not exactly and yeah i just love her bass playing in uh, in say goo and and um i don't know i think i think people criticize sonic youth for going a bit commercial but i think that kind of era where the, the goo era and dirty after that even there's some great songs where they i think they found that mix between unlistenable noise and pop music because there was always yeah. that pop music kind of vibe going on, but they, I think they found the balance. Well, I think that I think that's and it, it's an interesting thing because another um, this this person isn't on my list, but <clears throat> another rock chick that I am absolutely uh, w was kind of besotted with for 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 a while was Marky Smith's wife Bricks, and okay. uh, right. and uh, if you listen to the albums, the fall albums that Brick Smith were was on, uh, particularly This Nation's Saving Grace, um, she managed to bring a kind of semblance of pop uh, sensibilities right. to, to, right. to the fall. Um, 
and yeah so maybe there is that kind of maybe there is that kind of influence because Marky Smith obviously was a he was a uh, an interesting soul and he he uh, didn't he had he ran to the beat of his own drum 100% but um, that that album particularly has some quite well for the fall at least quite quite uh, melodic songs right did she play bass did she I think she did actually yeah (laughs) add it to the list that's great because uh, I remember seeing this uh, car uh, the bumper sticker it said um, it said like the rest of the band so this is on the back of a of a car on a bumper sticker. It said, "Like the rest of the band, you are following the bass player." And, uh, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Uh, it's true. Like the bass player is, you know, not being super musical. The bass player and probably the drummer together is the rhythm section. They drive the band basically. You got to absolutely. You got to follow them. Um, okay. Um, so who who have you got next on your? Well, I'm going to give you, uh, this might, this is going to lead down a little bit of a rabbit hole because we kind of alluded to the fact of um, surfing and uh, misogyny, but I'll read you, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll read you another quote and see if you can uh, guess who this is. Okay. When you're with a bunch of them, male pro surfers, and all you hear about is the women they fucked the night before, and it's just Mate, yeah, I porked that one and Huey was over there and was looking and he was cracking up having a wank. They, female pro surfers, would never want to become involved in a sexual relationship with those guys because who wants to be treated like that? As soon as you turn your back, they're laughing at you and asking their mates, would you like to porker? I'll give you a go. I don't want to have anything to do with these guys. Oh, wow. That's a quotable quote. Yeah, um, yeah. Was it Jody Cooper? Boom! Good on you, mate. Good on you. Wow! Yeah. Wow! So that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, Jody kind of came in a little bit after Pam, of course, but she yeah. she always um, she always ripped the bag and uh, mm. didn't didn't suffer fools. And I think that um, certainly in the and you know subsequently even. In the last few years, she had that near drowning at the hands of uh, um, what's that guy's name up at, up at Lennox? That sounded, Car- carcass. Yeah, that sounded terrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so she's she's suffered for her art, that's for sure. And if you read if you read um, the entry in the uh, Encyclopedia of Surfing, you know she grew up at Esperance, I think, down on the down on the the arse end of Western Australia, and, and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a harsh place to live at the best of times, but if you're a, a female surfer, fuck, it sounded horrendous. So she, yeah, uh, yeah. To, do, to go from there to uh, the top of the world, well, I don't think she won a world title, but, um, you know, won multiple comps and, at, you know, she killed it in Hawaii and all sorts of stuff. So um, always, yeah. had a, always had a lot of respect for, for Jodie Cooper, for sure. Oh, for sure. She was, in that co- she was in that Coke ad uh, when they go to Nias. Ah, yeah, right. She goes, can you tell me where the waves are? And that's great. I think Marie Keegan's in that. Um, yeah. Right, Coke, anyway. Coke had some ads, didn't they, in the bloody <clears throat> back in the day oh, when right. they, they really tapped so into good. the surf, the surf mm. um, zeitgeist. No, yeah, <laughs> but that but that's a good choice, Jodie Cooper. I like that. Um, um, well, there's a there's a girl, um, if maybe following in a similar kind of 
um, Bain to Jodie Cooper, who would be, um, and I might pronounce her name wrong, um, Talia Redguard. Uh, yep. <coughs> yeah, she's, um, you've probably obviously heard of her kind of, um, well, she, she has a YouTube channel with her partner. Um, the Ginger Ninja. The Ginger Ninja. They go fishing and surfing, which is great. Um, but yeah, she's another, like, is similar to Holly Warren, just a big um, hack, um, not afraid to take on bigger waves. That, that, there's that video of her surfing, um, like, solid, solid, um, no can, is it no can do Oh, yeah, or can do um, left or whatever it is. Yeah, it's whatever like it is. Gnarly. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I remember speaking to Luke Short from. LSD surfboards. I'm not sure who's sponsoring us more, LSD or um, Hayden Mills <laughs> Designs. I'll have to sort something out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was saying that, that he had to um, put extra glass on the tail of Talia's boards because she, she would put a foot through them basically with the strength of the turns. <laughs> she just did this and uh, I thought that's, that's great because you know, like if you see some of the pictures of her, her forehand hacks in particular, um, oh, it's just beautiful. Um, like style and power and uh, just uncompromising um, hackness. Well, it's because yeah. it was. I, I listened to um, an interview. I can't remember. Maybe it was a podcast, but um, and they were talking about that Laura Enova film. You know, there's. I, I can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know yeah. she, um, I think the whole, basically the whole um, the underlying, the underlying um, ethos of the film is for her to kind of charge the biggest waves out there, right? And she goes, right. She goes right. to the right, and then I think she, and then she goes to ship sterns and stuff like that. And they were right. saying um, on the pod on this podcast that this is really the first time, um, and maybe Talia is one of these is part of this as well the first time when you've got some just slab hunting fucking a woman who's just going nuts just trying to get coned at the at the hardest yeah. heaviest spots you know yeah it's it's great um yeah i, I haven't seen that have you seen that laura in of um, no no i haven't actually I haven't. No. no but interestingly um you uh, a mutual friend of ours so i mean this is a whole other story um sam who who was in our year suffered a tragic um accident and ended up in a wheelchair yep. there's a whole movie actually being made about it but uh so i won't go into it but she uh in the movie which stars uh, naomi watts um is so at the start of the movie there's a surfing scene and there's a there's a it's supposed to be sam out surfing before before the accident so she's um able-bodied and, and going left and she's a goofy and i was watching the movie thinking hang on sam's a, a natural footer no and then, uh, and then uh, which obviously doesn't really matter because it's a movie uh but then i asked her later i said who was that who was that surfing for you in the movie who was playing you as the serpent she said oh that's uh laura enova but no. but the, laura enova a natural footer isn't she she goes yeah but they flipped it I'm not sure why they decided to make Laura never goofy uh, in this movie. So I guess for for Hollywood, for Hollywood, they just really it's irrelevant, right? 
it's what they the look they want. They probably just want because apparently, um, apparently Laird, you know Laird Hamilton's got this superfoods, right? That's just gone on the stock oh. market. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, apparently they've just had the IPO and he's now worth $50 million just on the, on the back of these fucking you know, cre coffee creamers and all this bullshit. Um, yeah. But apparently on all the um, advertising shit, um, he's a yeah. goofy. That's crazy. Because it's irrelevant. Because it looks better. <laughs> for the non-surfer, non it's just irrelevant. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, go, oh, so on the um, following up for the Jodie Cooper uh, thing, yeah. I've got another little clip to play. So just hang on a sec. You've come, you've come well prepared. I like. Yeah, I've, uh, here we go. Now, and this is this is really funny. <clears throat> if you weren't a surfer chick, you were a nobody. You were a nerd. Hi. If you wanted to get into the gang. You had to crawl after and suck up to all the gang girls. Gee, your hair looks great today, Trace. Yeah, unreal. Got a cigarette, Trace? Yeah, but you're not getting any. Uh, I, I won't go on, but if you wanted to get into the surf group, you had to suck up to all the girls. Uh, what's so that from? I'm guessing puberty blues. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Nice. Um, wow. <laughs> and you know, that's that's a. It, it does go to show how how awesomely we have evolved since the days when we were. I mean, puberty blues is before our gromithood, really. But um, yeah. as Pam said in her little interview um, clip, uh, the fucking '80s were pretty grim. If you wanted to be a certainly in Australia, if you wanted to be a female surfer, it wasn't wasn't a, a good place to be. I think the I think the eighties are almost a grim place to be. Any up like a grommet, like I, you know, as uh, I don't know if you saw that post, I I um, posted about this guy sort of saying how kids are soft now because as everyone's kind of nice, but when we were kids, we'd we'd have to beg our kids for a ride down to the beach, and then so beg our parents for a ride down the beach, and then we'd just get abused mentally and physically by all the locals it's like it was a pretty brutal a brutal time but imagine being a, a girl trying to try to grow up in, and surf in that it'd been pretty heavy i don't think the girls would have been locked in the fucking dog cage though and pissed on <laughs> maybe not but it is, i never thought of that before how surfing was big for women in the earlier like say in the 60s and i suppose that might have been the, the gidget effect or maybe uh, who knows but i mean if you remember that um there's a scene in endless summer when they they come to sydney and they're all they're sitting on the beach at um the northernmost beach um and there's yeah there's heaps of heaps of uh girl surfers milling about so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting um and obviously the first ever aussie surfer was a was a woman um of course isabel isabel Leeson. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great, yeah, I mean, Puberty Blues, what a, what a film. A classic. Yeah, all our listeners should go out and watch it straight away. It's an absolute epic, absolute epic. Aussie icon. <laughs> okay, um, what about some more musicians? What have you got? <sighs> she, oh, okay. Um, okay, uh, this is um, a female bass player again that I'm sure that you equally admire. 
one from the Talking Heads, Tina Waymap. Um, yeah, uh, I I did this the other night. I, I watched Stop Making Sense, which you can actually watch Stop Making Sense on YouTube. Oh wow, which is great. It's just there. It's available. The whole thing. And I watched it and just loved it. And then I actually watched it again and just watched Tina Weymouth playing the bass for the whole, for the whole concert because <laughs> she's just so good. Um, and to watch her play is just, she's got, you know, she's got the style, you know, because there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of showmanship in live performance because you don't have to be moving around to play an instrument, but it definitely no. adds to the, the, um, the effect and the, and the entertainment, but uh, also her bass lines are just, just fantastic. I, I love uh, the song Heaven. Um, it's, just, it's a really simple bass line, but if you watch that, um, you can just watch the playing. Um, it's a lot of just open, open notes versus just you know, uh, styling. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. And also, because they had a loft shoot um, band, the Tom Tom Club, Play, yeah, of course she did. Of course she was the Tom Tom Club. Yes, I remember. And that's yeah, that's um, that's kind of takes a different direction in a, in a really kind of funky, funky kind of way. Uh, so I love her. She's she's great. Um, don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a. Um, I'm gonna give you a, a combination now. I, I've probably even mentioned this in the previous uh, episode and forgive me because my my uh adult brain is uh it doesn't hold on to things very well but this is a for me this is the best um combination of um best combination of female surfing and female music that uh Ooh, okay. Now we have talked about this before, but I mean that that's a great coming together of just aesthetically beautiful surfing with uh, fantastic vocals and Cat Power is just uh, you know as a as an artist is is pretty pretty mind blowing. Her her uh, her stuff's oh. just brilliant. And uh, that, the uh, what did you what did you say she was the the the, uh, the raving uh, religious nut Daisy Shane uh, on the long <laughs> is. Um, let's uh, look damn no stuff yeah no that's that's so good that that's i just watched that um yesterday because i i actually i think i was telling you i actually went to a it was crazy there's a new kind of movie appreciation society just opened up in their uh ne neighboring suburb which at, is quite, at Tom, quite tommy, Car tommy carroll's bolo it's the tommy carroll um art and movie appreciation club <laughs> and um we watched last night last night not before we watched um butch cassidy and the sundance kid nice ironically with uh with some friends of ours and and hollywood actually um he he shot seven waves for seven slaves little uh trivia ah 
Hang on, Hollywood's nickname. Hollywood's his, Hollywood's his nickname, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Seven Ways for uh, Seven. I actually watched, I watched um, a bit of that on, in, our, in prep for our Surf Vids episode, I watched a bit of that on YouTube. And the quality, it's funny, because it's one of those classic 90s films where, yeah, where, yeah, the, where the, 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 the film quality is terrible. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, a great film, great film. And an interesting mix of um, interesting mix of people, people that are obviously still relevant, people that fell off the face of the earth, and uh, people that even then were because I think Jake the Snake's in that, and maybe Hoy is Hoyo in that as well. Um, oh, Steve, I can't. Jake the Snake's certainly in it, and then you've got guys who you just never hear of anymore, like Luke. Um, what was his name? Luke. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Luke, Luke. What's his name? Uh, anyway, can't remember. But then, of course, you've got Oscar and Taj and, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what Noodle, me... Noodles is in that as well, isn't he? Noodles, my God. Um, yeah. what, what was I talking Yeah, no, so Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know, it's got that iconic um, scene where... where Raindrops are falling on the head. Right, that's right. When they're riding on the bike with yeah. um, uh, Catherine Ross, the um, young... Um, up and coming actress. It was uh, anyway. I got my mind's uh, getting all fuzzy in my old age. But anyway, the the backlit shot of them riding the bike reminded me of that scene from Guys Love. Ah, uh, yes. In a, in a strange way, like there's there's a scene where the bike ride goes through this uh, past a barn, but the, it's behind backlit, and the light is kind of flashing through the, the gaps in the barn as they go past. And it's like, oh my God, I wonder if uh, Andrew Kidman knew about that or if it's just an echo from a previous era. Um, no, that's really cool. That's great. That'd be very yeah. cool. All right. Um, have you got any more, uh, <coughs> any more musicians or? Uh, well, a quick, man a quick mention of, um, of this, um, another bass player, Carol Kay, she was in um, the, what they called the Wrecking Crew. They were like the, the session musicians that played on uh, all like the Phil Spector stuff uh, and the Beach Boys. So she's in that movie, Love and Mercy. It's all about Brian Wilson. Um, <coughs> right, she, yeah. that. she wears these cool kind of, I don't know what you'd call them. It's kind of 60s style sunnies while she's playing the bass. And, um, but she's played on pretty much everything. She played um, like the bass for Good Vibrations, um, oh. and is that the Wichita Lineman, the the um, classic Glenn Campbell song? She does yep. the, uh, the intro, the bass intro to that. Yes, she's just one of those kind of unsung heroes. Like that, they reckon like it's just criminal that she's not in the the Hall of Fame because she's she's pretty much played the bass in you know, thousands or tens of thousands of, of, of hits through the 60s and 70s. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth a mention. And um, one more cool bass player is, who is um, uh, Fiona Kitch. I, I never can pronounce her last name. Fiona Kitch, Kitchkin. Right. Is it just Kitchen? You know, she's the bass player for the Drones, uh, Aussie yeah. band, and also their side project band called um tropical fuck storm which I think is a, <laughs> nice. 
Um, and so I play, this is her tropical, this is tropical fuckstorm doing um, a cover of Staying Alive. And the bass in this almost blew the speakers out of my little um, Hyundai today when I was listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, everything the drones do is super cool and um, she's just, uh, you know, an integral part of the band, but um, oozes cool and um, a good foil to, um, I always forget his name, Gareth, Gareth Lydiard, the lead singer, he's quite manic and, and quite nuts. He, he kind of runs around and does his stuff on the guitar while she's kind of just um, holding it down on the bass. They're husband and wife. I think. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so that's. I've got, I've got a few. Uh, I've got a few honourable mentions before we uh, before we wrap up. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to go and uh, prepare the uh, the day of uh, reality ahead. Um, a few honourable mentions for me. Um, Pat Benatar, Love Is a Battle. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must be the the the, uh, the timing of it that um, I was pretty pretty besotted um with pat benatar and that if you listen to that song still it's it's got some really cool uh <coughs> baits and rips and stuff in it yeah yeah and she nice. just looked she looks so damn cool as well um very very um nana cherry i was obsessed with nana cherry um yeah i mean yeah. you know her solo stuff the the stuff that she did with the the um, you know also oh, yeah. mm. uh, you know again oozed oozed cool um, sure MIA I'm really really into MIA oh, yeah. and um, you know she again kind of doesn't give a fuck about anyone she's there's, there's some great quotes um, from her oh, that good. I'm, I was yeah, having okay. a look at actually nothing <laughs> um, yeah, a bit more sorry. I'll have to get into MIA. Yeah, no, I would definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. Uh, she's, yeah, really cool. And then I was thinking, um, you know, from going back to our surf vids, and there's, you know, there's a, a real dearth of um, uh, female artists in surfing vids, but there was a phase in the, um, in the kind of 90s, and I don't know if this is just because of Jack McCoy, but... Um, Concrete Blonde was on a load of different oh, yeah. on a load of different um, songs uh, surf vids, and I, <clears throat> you know, I can't I can't say I was a huge fan, but in those vids they were pretty cool. And then I was, I was listening to uh, God is a Bullet. Um, let's I'll just play a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty interesting. It's like a, a kind of got a bit yeah. of a, a, there's a bit of indie, there's a lot of rock and um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty fiery stuff. And th th there was, there were a number of really, in fact, the, the scene at Oki's Left in, um, 
uh, what, what's it called? Um, in Sumba, I think that's um, to a concrete blonde song. Um, oh, yeah. wow, there you go. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you might be right. Well, there's also that, um, I don't know if you saw, is that, was it Nias and it was Thornton Philander. Um, oh. I don't know too much about, but that barrel to cut that combination um, I don't know if you saw it. It was just mind blowing. No, I think you said it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was that was done to Sharon O'Neill's Asian Paradise. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I had the hot Sharon O'Neill when I was a kid. And I tell you, when I posted that, uh, I posted that um, surf section on Instagram, and I actually initially had a hashtag Asian Paradise, and I. I learned very quickly that that was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I scroll through the first sort of examples of Asian Paradise. Um, but yeah, um, can I hit you with one more? Yeah, oh, a couple, just a couple of quick quick mentions. Cassia Meador uh, on, on the longboard is pretty, very stylish. Pretty cool. <laughs> very and stylish. I don't know if you've seen on Instagram, it is the most bizarre kind of melding of two styles. It is longboarding and hip hop. It's called wow. hip hop, hip, hip hop log or something like that. Right. Um, I'm not sure I like it, <laughs> but there is one great uh, Cassie Meador features in one uh, one of those clips, and she's doing. I think it's at um, Malibu, um, which uh, just incidentally, I I had a surf with Oman and Scorchair sixty nine out Malibu of all places, and she was out there, um, absolutely wow. ripping. So yeah. Well, and uh, actually, uh, uh, speaking of Malibu, um, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Hole, uh, Courtney, yeah. Courtney Love, but yeah. the song Malibu is fucking awesome. She's certainly had a bit of vision and her band is really cool because she's got the complete role reversal because she has the cool, I oh know she's the bass player, isn't she? But anyway, she, there's three, sure. there's three girls and then there's a really cool guitarist who's a bloke. <laughs> looks, right. And in that, right. in that Malibu video, he's uh, waxing up a, uh, a longboard and um, looking forlornly at the, at the ocean. I don't think he actually oh. saw it. 
Okay, I'll have to have to check that one out. Um, okay, and and my last um, surfer, um, female surfer is Leah Dawson. She's got a good uh, Instagram thing called Leah Loves, and she's just a great ambassador for, I suppose, everything we we're talking about the um, the the objectification of female surfing, and also just ripping. Um, I've got a little quote of hers if you if um, I could play it because it's quite Absolutely. she's quite eloquent in talking about female surfing. We have to be the stewards of change. If surfers aren't the stewards of change, no one's going to care. So when more and more women start feeling beautiful from the inside out, when we wear equipment that makes us feel beautiful but doesn't also sell our sex, when we take our power back and tell a story from our own female voice, one that's very spiritual and very connected, then we're gonna recognize that women surfing may be the biggest growth available in the surfing market. It's a massively untapped market that doesn't need to be tapped for money, it needs to be tapped for its soul. It needs to be brought together to encourage the whole surfing community to make more change together. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Can I, that, that is really cool. Um, I genuinely do think that that's cool. Can I play the antithesis to that? Sure. What do you think about girls surfing? <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> but do they rip? No. They're terrible. They think they should just sit on the boat and wait for it to get one foot again so they can go out and do their little tail slides and just Did you hear that? I did. Was it supposed to be that kind of uh, sort of weird noises in between? Is that? Yeah, well, yeah, it's from a surf video, but it's um. Oh, okay. It's uh, yeah, it's dusty pain. Um, slagging off Dust. female surfers basically um Dusty I'll, I'll, pain. <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, so it's, it's, it's the pure antithesis to what um to what you were just saying and uh, one one other thing I'll, I'll it's funny how you know yeah. the, what that clip that you that you played is is very uh, inspiring um uh, this is a quote from jack london now obviously this is back in oh, the, wow. the turn of the century but um it goes to show how, how things have, have evolved, fortunately. Go to, strip off your clothes that are a nuisance in this mellow climb. Get in and wrestle with the sea. Wing your heels with the skill and power that reside in you. Bit the sea's breakers, master them and ride upon their backs as a king should. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so uh, the uh, wow, that's great. That, that's kind of uh, that's got macho written written all over it, upside down um, in, Dominate. in DNA. Yeah, yeah. That is so good. Mm. Um, yeah, he sounds like an interesting, interesting kind of cat. Too. Yeah, and obviously it's coming from, the from a time when uh, coming in from a time when things were were a little bit uh, different and l less uh, emancipated. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, I've got a mini, again, a mini, yeah. mini quiz for you. Oh, wow. We've got time for a quiz. Cool. No, it's, okay. three, it's three questions and then, um, I've, and then time to go. 
All right. Okay. So, first question. Which legendary surfer um, is niece to a gruff big wave trailblazer, sister-in-law to longboard master Herbie Fletcher and aunt to Christian and Nathan Fletcher? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Uh, um, that's a great question, eh? Yeah. Multiple world champion Joyce Hoffman. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, question two. Okay. Who said this? Guys who aren't so good looking can get by on personality. Women can't do that. That's in who the surf. It? That's in the surf realm. Oh. Um, Lane Beachley? No, Pauline Mensah. Right. Wow. And uh, last one. Oh, no, two, two more, actually. To my mind, there is a, a reason that music is there, and it's about being human. Oh. Um... We've talked about it today. Oh, is it Chrissy Hind? No, it's actually Kim Deal. <laughs> and the last one, we've also talked about this person today, but the real thing is the ocean. And I don't mean that crummy Adriatic Ocean, and I don't mean <laughs> the Atlantic either. I tried them all out. I mean the Pacific. I've been in and out of that bitchin' Pacific from Carmel down to Coronado, and there's no water around the world that can beat it. That's so good. Um, I guess bitchin' is the uh, bitchin' is the, the the clue there. Oh, was it was it Gidget? It was Gidget. Yeah, it was Gidget. Nice. <laughs> okay. Can I can I hit you with one question? Absolutely. I don't know the answer to it. Um, this is from Ace, and I, I'm I'm probably saying it wrong because it's I think it's Acetone magazine. But I was calling yeah, it Ace Tone magazine. Yeah, Acetone. But interestingly, Ace Tone does get mentioned in in the anyway. Um, Ace Tone's the name of a drum machine. I didn't, I didn't realise when they talk about it in the magazine. But there's a cryptic crossword done by Surfcore 2001. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I, I was having a bit of trouble. And this one, it's 12 across, and it says, okay, what is this? It's a core-era manoeuvre where the board is sent to absolute vertical. The leggy forms a plumb line straight down and... A plume of brine baptizes nearby surfers when performed perfectly. And when it's performed perfectly, an alert is sounded. <laughs> and this is really what a maneuver. Yeah, a core era maneuver. Anyway, any of our listeners can figure that one out. Um, they should send it in. So at, at Tales of the Shack. Um, on Insta, I suppose. <laughs> Direct message, Stanley. Yeah. Um, right, um, Dazza, I'm going to have to bail out and um, no leave you to listen to the uh, to the dulcet tones of um, Kim Deal's bass. I think we um, managed to cover a few. Um, I don't know points there without you know treading on any toes. Absolutely, we, we absolutely. Didn't, we didn't mention. We didn't get into the uh, the G string debate. Oh, well, we'll leave that to another day. <laughs> For another day. I wonder what Nietzsche would say about the G-string. Ah, well, I'll, I'll, find a, uh, I'll find a quote to, um, to round off. For, uh, sure, for he's got... He definitely have an opinion, for sure. He would definitely um, have an opinion. Go on, mate. Thanks, Dan. Right, mate. Just remember what Werner Herzog said. People are like minerals. They reveal themselves under pressure. <laughs> so good. Get shacked. Get shacked. You. You.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Sound Waves with the boys from Tales from the Shack. And just remember, as Nietzsche said, a casual stroll through the lunatic asylum shows that faith does not prove anything. Go get shacked. Guys, I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make me dream, make a stream. I don't public, make the scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let I, me tell you, I got I, this ring. Gobble me.